Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1054, air date April 14th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I've been taking a little bit of a break to um, reorganize a lot of our curriculum and we've finished that, so I'm very happy to report that's been done. Um, many of you know uh, tomorrow's Good Friday, so a lot of very, very uh, important uh, events, and it's a, it's a very, very propitious time for a lot of things. So anyway, so I thought this would be a good time to really um, uh, recalibrate some of the educational work we want to do and also to support your growth. So today's talk, as a part of this, um, uh, effort is going to be, let me bring it up on engineers create the world. They learn how to think. So that's the talk we're going to have, how engineers create the world. And they re engineer in the engineering um, exercise really teaches us how to think. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And what, why do I say that? Um, am I saying other fields do not teach us how to think? Uh, well, what I want to share is uh, I really want to focus on the engineering systems approach, which I feel is really going to be essential for all people, wherever you are throughout the world. And uh, again, happy Good Friday, uh, which is almost upon us uh, to all of you. Blessings to all of you. So that's what I want to talk about today. So it's going to be how engineers create the world and they um, and they learn how to think. So anyway, to those of you joining, uh, welcome. Um, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. So before I go into this, I want to um, let everyone know that as a part of the effort we're going to be doing, uh, I'll be coming back to this, but I've really taken a little bit of time to um, go a little bit deeper. You know, every time you do something, you want to get better at doing what you're doing and, you know, what you're personally doing. So this is, some of you may have seen this, but this is, if you go to vashiva.com slash join, this is the new... Um, registration page that we've created. And you notice it says, learn how to think, foundations of systems, self-paced, which is our course, no prerequisites, access a global community and people can register. And when you go through this, you'll see over the last year alone, over 73,252 students, actually a little more than that have signed up. We have over 4,000 scholars across 56 countries. And we've been educating people you know, beyond anything left or right, beyond black or white, but really teaching people something that's very fundamental to engineering called the Foundations of Systems course, which many of you have taken. Um, you can go through here and I'll come back to this, what the course includes. And I'll be playing this video about my journey to systems. But one of the things I want to announce today is that the book System and Revolution, which really fundamentally teaches people how to think, we're making it completely free. You just have to cover the shipping and handling. And then we also have the basic membership. I'll come back to all of this, but fundamentally, I wanna talk today about why I'm very um, inspired to continue to educate the world on a systems approach. Uh, someone's saying, welcome from Ireland. Great to have you from Ireland. Where else do we have people? Someone's saying, happy Easter, wonderful. Same here, happy Easter day to you. Easter is an awesome 
um, wonderful, uh, you know, occasion. So thank you. Uh, blessings, blessings to you too. But anyway, so let's talk about um, the, the talk I'm going to have today is I'm going to honor certain people which I've been posting about. Some of you may know of these people, but we're going to really honor engineers, okay? And we're going to honor four engineers from all over the world, from the United States, from Germany, from uh, Russia, from India, and that's what we're going to talk about today, okay? So let me um, uh, jump right into this. So let me go into one of the engineers here. Um, and one of the engineers that we want to talk about is the father of rocket science. His name is Werner von Braun. Some of you may know of him. Now, when I talk about these people, what you're going to notice is that engineering is an interesting field because it's not science. Science, people gather, they observe the universe, they gather data, they make hypotheses, and then they do experiments, then they gather data, they find out if the data match with their hypotheses, and they do this iterative process. The interesting piece here is that when you do this iterative process, you may be right or wrong. And it's all about gathering enough data and making predictions. And if your predictions, in order to be evidence, they have to be unambiguously reproducible. Um, we have noticed in many, many fields where the field of science will go on for a period of time where people make predictions and people think those are laws and will find out that's not true. Now, engineering is very different because engineers have to deal with truth every microsecond. When they build something, because they're building something, they're making the world around us. If they make something and it doesn't work, you can't, they can't sort of BS their way out of it, which means if it doesn't work, a rocket blows up, a piece of software doesn't work, a computer uh, fries, a bridge falls down, and we'll talk about this. So engineers have to look at things as they are. They can't be a political position, left or right. They can't be Republican or Democrat. They can't be, uh, you know, black or you know, white, uh, meaning they can't take positions based on that. And what we're going to watch as we go through some of these engineers, some of them did amazing things, and some of them actually had these political positions, which some of you may disagree with, some of them I disagree with, but regardless, as engineers, we learn to separate that. And this is a little bit hard for people who don't go through the engineering discipline. In the world of engineering, when you're doing engineering, you deal with reality every microsecond, okay? So the engineering mind is about learning how to think. The course that I've put together that's come out of my work over the last 50 years my intention is that we're at a point in development that the educational systems, particularly for our young people, are teaching them what to think, not how to think. And I feel the foundations of the systems approach that we've created will really teach people how to think, not what to think. And when you learn how to think, you get the tools to look at the world, look at complex systems, understand what the real problem is, and then figure out what the real solution is. And sometimes there isn't a solution. Sometimes you have to come up with an imperfect solution. And I believe more people who take this approach will go beyond this 
black and white way of looking at the world beyond this left and right, beyond Republican and Democrat, or if you're uh, labor and you know conservative or uh, left and right. And I believe this is what's needed because we need to solve problems. And that's why it's hard for politicians to really understand where I'm coming from or the people who take our course are coming from because they go beyond left or right and they go beyond Republican and Democrat. We look at things as they are and will in fact critique the left and the right, the conservative and the liberal. And this is important because, you know, one of our slogans at VA Shiva is creating the future. The future is our children, our youth, and they deserve better than a world just divided into left and right. So let's walk through some of these and I'll come back to this. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about this, but Werner von Braun, it's an interesting guy, you know, he was actually working for the Germans. And, um, you know, right after World War II, some of you may know, there was a ship full of German engineers and scientists. Um, one of them, uh, or several ships, one of them got quote unquote, hijacked and taken to Russia to build the Russian rocketry program. And another of them got taken to the United States. So these were quote unquote, ex-Nazis, engineers. Some who went to Russia, some who came to the United States, okay? So putting aside the political issues, um, Werner von Braun was really the father of rocket science, space travel, and really the American lunar program. But he was of German descent, German-American aerospace engineer, and he was relocated to the United States after World War II as a part of Operation Paperclip, and you can look this up. And he worked on the U.S. missile program and with NASA. And he, what was um, very powerful from an engineering standpoint was Werner von Braun uh, said that when you build large-scale systems, you have to have within those systems an engineering philosophy. You see, one of the things that we need to understand is it is philosophy, the philosophical approach you take to the world or building or engineering that drives the engineering discipline itself. So Werner von Braun's engineering discipline was that you should have enough safety factors, you know? And in fact, he was really one of the uh, beginning proponents of redundancy. So imagine a, a, a spaceship or an airplane has one computer, he would say it should actually have another computer, N plus one, backup systems. That's what redundant means. So knowing that things can always fail. So, but you can see that he really was a father of the rocket science program, space travel and the American lunar program, but he came with a particular engineering philosophy because these systems, rockets, space travel, would never succeed because there are so many things that can go wrong that you needed to have safety and redundancy, okay? And if you look at, and by the way, when we study the foundations of systems where we teach people how to think, um, we talk about this, that complex systems in the world, your body, be it a computer, be it this microphone I'm using, be it your car, all of these systems are very complex systems and the foundations of systems, of course, we educate people on the universal principles of all systems. It's, it's self-paced, you can take as long as you want, but the fundamental, one of the things we talk about is redundancy there, you know, backup systems, and that comes out of the engineering discipline, okay? And we'll talk more about this. But in Werner von Braun's case, 
you know, he was the one who created the liquid fuel rocket design program, um, the V2 rocket, which really devastated um, the world. And many people are con uh, concerned with it, it would allow Hitler to win. And he also, when he came to the United States, really built the IRBMs, the intermediate range ballistic missiles, um, which was essential to the United States' preeminence uh, from the air. And he also was responsible for launching the first ever U.S. space satellite, Explorer 1. So satellites, missiles, you know, rockets. Um, and also the rocket design was critical uh, to the lunar missions, right? The Saturn V launch vehicle. So Werner von Braun, these are some of his uh, big, big achievements. Now, when you look at a rocket, this is the V2 rocket, you can see it's a complex system. You know, it's not just any one piece. And this is what we need to understand in the world. When I refer to a system, you know, a system is something that's interconnected to many other parts. The interconnections are what make a system unique. Your body is a system. And we talk about this in the course. Everything in and around us is a system. Your car is a system. And in order to make complex systems work, you better understand the interconnections. So here you can see in the V2, there was a warhead. There was the gyroscope, which the gyroscope is what really enables the rocket to understand in a 3D environment where it's going and to control everything else. Here's the uh, alcohol and water mixture, the liquid oxygen, right? This is one of the uh, important propellants, the hydrogen peroxide tank, hydrogen peroxide reaction chamber, the, the thrust frame, uh, but you know, the wings obviously, and the jet vans, the air vans, the alcohol inlets. Bottom line is this is a very complex system. So when you look at this, you know, human beings, engineers create these very, very incredible systems. You see on the right side, this is the Explorer 1 satellite, right? So here you have the nose cone, here you have temperature gauge, here, here you have a micrometeorite ultrasonic microphone, uh, the cosmic ray micrometeorite package. We can sense what's going on in the external world. Um, you have the antenna wire, the, the temperature gauge here, but this is what was Explorer 1 satellite. And this is, look, look at the date here. You'll see it's 1959. So Von Braun created these very, very complex systems. And engineers, we learn that when you're building complex systems, it's not the number of parts, but it's the interconnections between those parts. Some of you have taken my course I talk about when in 1986 when the space shuttle went up and unfortunately it blew up that there was a thin ring that separated the solid rocket boosters called the o-rings and the <coughs> the managers on that project really not engineers pushed the engineers and forced them to sign off on the launch when one engineer was the director of the program Alan McDonald would not sign off because he knew the interconnections, the O-rings were never tested. So engineers, one of the things we learn when we learn how to think from an engineering standpoint is what are the interconnections? And this takes the world beyond left or right, beyond black and white. It forces you to think about how does this thing relate to this? And the relationships can determine failure or success or advancement of humankind or advancement of people. Unfortunately, many of the people today are not exposed to this engineering systems approach. 
So they just see the world in black and white, left or right. And because of this, they have a very, very narrow view of the world and they can never understand when someone in one day can be supporting a view here, which they may disagree with, but actually have a solution which goes beyond left to right. Werner von Braun, some people may say, oh, he was a Nazi, let's forget everything he created. Well, he was part of the Nazi regime, came to the United States, but you cannot discount the engineering creations he made. You have to be able to separate those to some extent. And a lot of people have a problem doing that when it comes to judging others and looking at it from an engineering standpoint. What he did for creating the Explorer 1 satellite or the V2 rocket, um, these are engineering efforts that he did. Okay, so that was Werner von Braun, a uh, German-American scientist. Let me go to the next person I wanna bring up. And, and again, William Shockley is a very, very, um, if you look at every computer today, every, you know, every uh, iPhone that you have or every Android phone, they all have in that something called transistors. It was the transistor which created the modern information revolution, the computer revolution. Transistors allowed us to use something called Boolean logic, which allowed us to create software, but it was a transistor which was essential. William Shockley, people have called him a racist, and he may have been, people have called him a eugenicist, and he may have been. Um, but nonetheless, you know, he, he understood, he made some profound discoveries that led to the modern world of computers, allowing me to do this with you right now. And um, let's talk a little bit about Shockley. Who was he? Well, Shockley, um, some people say, was a man who brought silicon to Silicon Valley. He was born in London, raised in California. He did his bachelor's at Caltech, and then he did his PhD from MIT. Um, he invented transistors while he was working at Bell Labs. Bell Labs at one point had some really, really incredible engineers. And he really revolutionized the world of electronics and paved the way for what we have as a digital world. In fact, he also, not only was he an engineer, as a physicist, he won the Nobel Prize for his invention of transistors, but he was fundamentally an engineer, okay? But the interesting on the personal note, uh, before I go to that, he had over 90, 90 patents, he was a prolific inventor, and his first patent was for these semiconductor transistors. I'm not gonna to go to the details of this, but fundamentally a transistor, you know, could take a voltage, right, that comes in, and it had the ability to literally put the, this piece of electronics into a state of a zero or a one. Now this may seem very simple to, uh, or maybe not, some, maybe not fully to appreciate this, but he had created a device that you could have electronics were analog, which means they were a wave. But what Shockley did with the creation of the transistor was he was able to create an instrument, a piece of hardware, that could put that electronic uh, device into a state of a zero or a one. And you could connect many of these transistors up and you could start computing zeros and ones because fundamentally computers are frankly dumb. They just understand zeros and ones. And in the 1900s, people had done a lot of work in what's called Boolean mathematics. And with the invention of the transistor, Boolean mathematics found a home because with Boolean mathematics now, we could literally start computing very, very complex things just using, you know, zeros and ones, okay? So 
the invention of the transistor was done by Shockley. Now, on the personal side, uh, he was a strong believer in eugenics. In fact, he promoted voluntary sterilization for people with IQ below 100. He considered African-Americans to be an inferior race to white Americans. Now, this is a conundrum because clearly, you know, this, these bullets here say, you know, he was not a, from a human standpoint, not a good human being, but from an engineering standpoint, we wouldn't have all of these devices we have if it wasn't for Shockley. We may have had them later, but he was the first one to create these. And again, I bring this up just like Werner von Braun is that if you have a culture which is not able to separate this, you could have someone who someone brands as this, but then they discount what they've created, right? So, and maybe uh, guys like Von Braun or Shockley would never have had any opportunity to create anything. So again, it's, it's a conundrum because um, it forces us to start thinking a little bit beyond these very, very harsh lines, you know? All right. So let me go to, um, and by the way, um, those of you joining, uh, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure, and um, I'm talking today about engineers. And the fact is the engineering education, and engineers, by the way, many of them, you hear about celebrities, you'll hear about politicians, you'll hear about singers and et cetera, but rarely do you hear about engineers. Engineers are the people, you'll hear even about scientists. Engineers are the people who work very quietly in the background without fanfare, but every day they are solving problems. If you have an iPhone today and you have a problem, you report a bug, it's some software engineer somewhere in the world who's fixing it. If you report a bug with your car, it's some mechanical engineer who's fixing that. If you report a bug with some toy that your ch child has, you know, it's some engineer who's solving that. But engineers are the ones who have created the world around us. And the engineering education is focused on teaching you how to look and solve at problems. So as I mentioned earlier, so for those of you joining, one of the things I've wanted to do is, and, and because of my concern, I've been concerned about our young people who are learning more and more in the educational systems about what to think. Like you must think this, but they're not really being taught how to think. So over the last 50 years, I've been intersecting the worlds of Eastern systems of medicine with the systems of engineering system theory, with the world societal and political theory and bringing it all together into one foundational knowledge, which I've put into a curriculum called the foundations of systems. And this foundational knowledge I've made accessible to everyone because I believe the engineering discipline, it may not be perfect, but the engineering discipline forces one or inspires one and how to think and beyond left or right. So I really believe, I encourage everyone to go to vashiva.com slash join and I'll go to that before we're over. So let me go to the next engineer. Um, before I do this, let me actually play you a video because I wanna play you guys a video which will share with you, hope you inspire you, why I became an engineer in my journey to systems. So let me just play this. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West, science and tradition, ancient and modern, that brings you the science of systems 
so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. VA Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building, and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to VA Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experience diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a one in a trillion event. Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program and subsequently at the age of 14 was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science and biology for sudden infant death syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical paper-based inner office mail system including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments into its electronic equivalent, a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first US copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind. Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory honoring my grandmother to develop your body your system a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food supplements and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state and systems health an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems the science of everything be it your body as a system or our society and politics as a system to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light, learn the science of systems, build community and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva. So anyway, that is my journey to systems. And I hope all of you, if you have not taken the course, will start your journey to systems because I think it'll fundamentally enhance your lives. And one of the things we wanna let everyone know is that the course value is close to $2,600, that's the tuition. 
and that I used to charge for that, but many people can't afford that. So what I've done is I've made a, nearly a full scholarship. And sometimes if you don't charge anything, people don't value it. So it was a sort of a tightrope to walk because I'm committed and dedicated, you know, to enabling people to learn with whatever resources I have. So we're giving a $2,500 scholarship. So when people pay $100, they also get, you know, the, the annual membership included. We have also announced that anyone who becomes a scholar, you can also become a philanthropist for people under the age of 18. We're making the course absolutely free for anyone under the age of 13. I mean, 18, I'm sorry. Anyone under the age of 18, but you have to sponsor them. And obviously to get parental consent, we're working on that because there's some you know, rules obviously around that. But the bottom line is, it's really a $2,600 valuable course that took me many years to build. Every adult can take it for a hundred bucks and includes the first year membership. And I'll give you talk more about that. But fundamentally, we wanna make sure our young people, our future have access to this knowledge of systems. And for them, any one of you who's over 18 and is an adult, you take the course, you can be a philanthropist. You know, philanthropist, my goal is not to only let philanthropists, you know, philanthropists are supposed to be billionaires, right? And we should be so thankful to the billionaires for helping us. But my view is every one of you now can become a philanthropist. You take the course and then you can give it to as many children as you want. You go to a school, homeschool or a private school or a public school and you can say, hey, look, I've taken the course. Dr. Shiva is offering this course to all of you and they can all sign up. So please take advantage of that, okay? Because we need to create a world where people learn how to think, not what to think, okay? So you are getting a $2,500 scholarship, you're paying a hundred bucks, but then you can offer it once you've gone through the course as many young people as you want. I hope that's clear. Every one of you can now become a philanthropist to helping the world so people can start learning how to think. And the course is self-paced. People learn this very foundational knowledge. So let's go back to another, one of my uh, great, great uh, heroes. His name is Timoshenko. So some of you may have heard of Timoshenko. Others of you have may, may not. I put a post up on him. So who is Timoshenko? Well, Timoshenko is really the father of modern engineering mechanics, okay? So what is mechanics? If you take a car, that's mechanics. If you go across a bridge, that's mechanics, okay? Uh, everything we see, robots are mechanical, they're electromechanical, but fundamentally they're mechanical parts, right? So everything that has moving parts or structure is dynamics and mechanics. So when I took my first mechanics course in my master's program and my PhD program later on in other courses, Timoshenko's book is like the Bible of mechanics. So who was Timoshenko? First of all, as I said, he's a father, really modern engineering mechanics. Every engineering student knows about him. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people know about Kim Kardashian, but very few people know about Stephen Timoshenko. And I think people should know about him. Um, I think every child should know who uh, Stephen Timoshenko is, but he re relocated to the United States. He taught at the University of Michigan, then he taught at Stanford, but he really wrote the seminal. Seminal means the, the leading works in engineering mechanics, you know, elasticity and strength of materials. If, if you're looking at the entire field of people making physical things, you know, uh, fiberglass, airplanes, et cetera, you have to understand 
how much pressure you can put on something, how much forces things are underway. And that really all came up under Timoshenko's work. So he really developed the theories of elasticity, the strength of materials, which is all part of any mechanical engineering curriculum across the world, okay? Across the world. Um, and Timoshenko, in fact, is the one who, there's called the timoshenko Ehrenfest beam theory. Again, I wanna make it easily accessible to everyone, but if you look at a beam, what is a beam? If you think about what are beams? Well, beams are used to build structures. If you're building a building, you have beams going across. How much force can that, so if you're building a building, imagine you're building a skyscraper. How much, how many stories can that skyscraper have? The, how much weight can the beams hold? Have you ever thought about that, right? So if you're building, you know, a very, very large modern skyscraper, think about all the weight that is on the beams. How do you, how do you adjust the forces? Well, um, every software piece that's used today to understand those forces um, really comes from Timoshenko Ehrenfest beam theory. You know, uh, describes the behavior of thin and thick beams, composite beams, right? Uh, or beams that are subject to excitation. So when people, when are building structures today that where you have an earthquake and the earthquake can destroy, you know, complete buildings, people use Timoshenko's theories right now to figure out how to build structures that can take an earthquake and still be successful. But essentially this theory and the, and the work that Timoshenko used is used in all industrial design and any construction. If you walk by any building, modern building today or any bridge, you should th th uh, thank Stephen Timoshenko. I thank him. Um, theory of elasticity. This is one of the most important mathematical foundations that uh, Timoshenko built. It promoted really what's called the finite element methods to understand behaviors of solid materials. So what, what, is I, what do I mean by that? Well, you may see some really cool, uh, you may see some of those computer CAD drawings that when people are building a car or a building or an airplane, and then they put forces on those, right? Well, many of those systems use what's called the finite element method, which lets you actually mathematically model on the computer entire buildings. That mathematical modeling would not be possible without Timoshenko's work in the theory of elasticity. So again, if you have your, in fact, your vibrations on the iPhones, people model using Timoshenko's work, okay? Acoustics, I mean, you can look at every field where we have motion and movement. We have to thank Stephen Timoshenko. Again, t looking at the world as a system, complex systems, right? So let's go. Now, one thing about Stephen Timoshenko was, so if you see an object, so the beam theories, if this object, for example, bends, right? This is called, so uh, how much can, will this object bend relative to the angle? Like how do you calculate that, right? So if an object bends, this is the delta W, right? Over the angle. Anyway, bottom line is Timoshenko was able to predict all of this, right? And with these predictions, we could also start really understanding um, very complex behavior. The next engineer I want to talk about is an Indian engineer. So we've talked about a German engineer, German American, Werner von Braun. We've talked about uh, we've talked about a a Ukrainian Russian engineer, Timoshenko. We've talked about a um, 
and an engineer in the United States, Shockley. And by the way, engineers are all over the world. I could keep going on, but uh, B.D. Kulkarni, um, another field, chemical engineering. He published over 376 peer-reviewed articles, 26 patents, and his engineering philosophy was driven by basic and applied research. And one of the cool things was he was into interdisciplinary research. And that's one of the things I believe how we're gonna create the future. Our kids need to be trained not only in one narrow area, but they need to get an interdisciplinary knowledge. Even in engineering, it's not enough you to study civil engineering or mechanical. I was fortunate to be able to study mechanical, electrical, biological, and design. Because the world now today is made up of complex systems. Your body is an electrical system. It's a mechanical system. It has design. It is a biological system. In fact, it was only about 10 or 15 years ago that MIT created a department called biological engineering. Very different than biomedical. But as the laws of chemistry were being discovered, people recognized we needed to be able to use those laws to create things around us, the world. And that became the field called chemical engineering. And B.D. Kulkarni was one of the leaders in that field. So what did Kulkarni do? He was the first chemical engineer to India, to first of all, to receive the Young Scientist Medal from the Indian National uh, Science Academy. And he was well known for his work on fluidized bed reactors. And I'll talk about this. Fluidized bed reactors. Some of you may have heard about this. For many years, um, I did research on, uh, on materials and fluidized bed reactors. Fluidized bed reactors are essential to probably every product that you use in your home, soaps to, uh, if you're using any pharmaceutical products, shampoos, even natural products, okay? So fluidized, and, and he also pioneered the use of AI in understanding the behavior of fluidized bed reactors. So what's a fluidized bed reactor? So what it is is here you have um, gas that comes in at the bottom and which is, you know, sending bubbles up through here. That's what these are. You have solid particles inside. Here are the gas bubbles. You have solid coming in. So fluidized bed reactor is a type of reactor device that can be used to carry out a variety of multi-phase chemical reactions. Remember, you need chemical reactions to create things. Its application is in the petroleum industry, in coal gasification, how they convert coal to gas, water and waste treatment. Uh, you know, if you look at when you open the tap, you know, it is fluidized bed reactors, which are allowing, you know, the water to be, for example, clear, clean, cleaned up, right? Or in nuclear power plants. But it is essentially a reactor that integrates gas, solid particles, uh, and liquid, okay? And so Kulkarni was one of the major uh, contributors um, uh, to the creator, and he really uh, was known for creating these chemical reactors. It, without these chemical reactors, when you go to buy something on Amazon or Whole Foods or you go to your local convenience store, all of those products are coming from products of chemical engineering. You see our product MB25, the gelatin that's used. I mean, we use vegetable gelatin to put the vitamin in. Is a creation that cannot be done without a chemical engineering process. All right. Someone says, do you deliver MV25 in the Netherlands? Yes, we do. Um, yes, we do. So if you want, let me, someone's asking, can I play a little video of MV25? Yes. So MV25 is a product that is coming literally from our work in Cytosol, which is literally taking all of these chemical reactions and using the computer to model it. So let me play a quick video on what is MV25.
Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects, and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet and they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids and I started taking that MV25. After a bit I was able to hold cards in my hand, very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help and I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean 100% non-GMO made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 is Cytosolve optimized which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. All right, so MB25, by the way, there's a bottle of it up there, is really a product of engineering because we understood the molecular pathways of pain and inflammation. We mathematically modeled them, engineered them, meaning software engineered them on the computer, and we're able to test trillions of computations without the need to kill animals. So I hope these four engineers, Werner Braun Braun, aerospace engineer, uh, Shockley, electrical engineer and physicist, uh, Timoshenko, mechanical engineer, and Kulkarni, chemical engineer, um, provide you hopefully some inspiration that there's a lot of people doing a lot of work. We will never read in any mainstream news media ever, but these are the people who are making the world go around. And I hope that all of you take advantage of the system science education that we put together because many of you are parents, many of you work hard, you're working people, you don't have the chance to go get these engineering systems educations. But over the last 
you know, 40 years, 50 years, I've put together a curriculum. I'm just going to share with you. If you go to bashiva.com slash join, let me go over to it here. Um, we put together, so you can go to this website. We've just updated it. You can register for the class. Again, we're giving everyone a $2,500 scholarship. So it's only a hundred bucks tuition. And you can see all the people have gone through just in the past year. It's explosively growing all over the world. And what the course includes, let me start with here. First of all, it's 15 different things you get. So it's a lot of stuff. I um, First it involves videos, but you get this very important paper that I wrote, Systems of Systems Engineering, how we can integrate East and West. You have access to learn the science of systems course. You actually get a certification. You also get the book, System and Revolution ebook format. Plus you get three other systems health books. Plus you also get a tool that'll help you, uh, help you understand how your body is a system. You'll also get several papers, which will help you understand how everything around us, including herbs are systems, okay? And uh, you'll also get access to an entire portal. We're independent of big tech. You can interact with people all over the world. And then you get tools to educate others. So our model really is learn, teach, and serve. And by the way, as I said, I want you to learn the science of systems. I want you to then teach others. And then I want you to be a philanthropist where you can give this to students under the age of 18. Absolutely no cost, okay? We really want to teach people how to think or educate, inspire people how to think. The last thing I wanna let all of you know is another big announcement that we wanna make as Easter approaches. In fact, in India right now, it's New Year, it's Tamil New Year. Very, very, uh, so you have New Year taking place you, and, and then we have uh, Good Friday coming up, you have Easter. So it's a very important occasion, a lot of very important spiritual good things going on in the world. So as a part of that, I also wanted to uh, thank all of you and I wanted to let everyone know that we are also gonna make something else uh, accessible to more and more people because, and that's called the System and Revolution book, okay? And the book is right behind me to my, uh, over here, uh, to my right over here. And the book really will teach you how to think because what you're gonna fundamentally learn from the book is the science of systems. And if you wanna take the course, you're getting a $2,500 scholarship, great. But if you don't wanna do that, just get the book, it's free. All you have to do is cover shipping and handling and we're shipping it all over the world uh, out of Boston. Obviously shipping rates vary. Uh, we'll try to figure out if we can ship it out of different places, but get the book because it's about a 108 page book, but it consolidates about 40 to 50 years worth of engineering systems across multiple engineering fields, but it makes it accessible to anyone. You don't have to know math and physics. You just have to have a dedication and commitment. So it's absolutely free. So please take advantage of it. Um, and uh, once you, if, if you go to the site, let me actually go here, people are asking. If you go to the site, um, let me share the screen over here. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so if you go to the site, bashiva.com slash join, you can get access to the course and all the stuff I just shared. But if you scroll down, there's a book, it's absolutely free. You just have to cover again, shipping and handling. Um, that's the only cost that I'm not able to cover, but um, you're not having to pay 19.989, 20 bucks for the book. That's what Amazon has it, but you can go your sign up. But also when you sign up, you can see, you can also add to the cart the course. You can also add to the cart at a, uh, again, we're giving other gifts away to much discounted rate, your body, your system. And there's another book if you have your kids on the seven secrets of innovation. So please, 
Um, take advantage of these as we launch into a new year, as we head into Easter and into Good Friday, because it's time we all learn how to think and we educate our future, our kids, how to think, not what to think. And I think it, we can make a big, big difference to the world. Anyway, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I hope all of you are having a good afternoon. Be well, be the light. Thank you, be well.